interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare. Be afraid. No. Be afraid. Be very afraid. Ghouls and gore. And sometimes a little more. My bloody podcast. <laughs> What's up, everyone? It is my bloody podcast time. I'm Brian Kluger, and I'm joined by the host with the most, the the amazing man who I walk through the streets of Texas with looking for a chainsaw, Preston Barto. What's up? Your, your ears are not fooling you. This is actually us talking many, many months later, and we're so, so happy to be doing it again. <laughs> we are so happy to be on this My Bloody Podcast, because the last time we were here, it was episode 99. I know, and- we gave everyone so many big promises as to what would happen next. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just us dudes now. It's just us dudes uh, here in hot-ass late june texas summer and is it cool outside or is it hot outside i haven't popped out there much but i can just assume that it's hot it's too hot in the hot tub but But it's gonna be 85 tomorrow yeah perfect very 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 wonderfully cool tomorrow brisk 85 in texas in dallas but yeah my bloody podcast this is episode 99.5. We are planning a hundredth episode, but we want to make it so special, but we just haven't done one of these shows in so long. We missed each other and we just we just wanted to talk horror movies because, you know, with Preston and I's lives, we see all the movies, we see all the romantic comedies, we see all these deep movies. We see, we watch Bachelor and reality television and... We just want to talk horror movies. It's been tough yes. for the last few months to do so. But here we are, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm very happy to be doing that because I've actually been watching quite a bit of horror lately. I guess because my my wife's off for the summer. She actually retired from being a teacher. And so there's just a lot more time, pretty much almost every evening, to be able to just watch something. And a lot of the feelings that we've had just based off of the year that we've had You kind of want to just be like, let's drink some wine and watch a horror movie and just really just let the air out of the balloon. So that's what we've been doing. So, uh, yeah, I have I have a lot that's just resting in my memory bank that I'm ready to just uh, share. No, I'm excited. Yeah, we're going to get to that. So this is episode 99.5. We're not quite at 100th yet because we have something special planned for that. But this one is getting you back into it. We're going to discuss some horror movies we've seen recently, some 4Ks, some stuff that's coming out over the summer, uh, and a few other things. But first, prior to getting to that, I have to tell Preston a story. I have to tell you all a story. And it's a very exciting uh, thing in my life that happened yesterday. And it was so... He lost your virginity. I finally popped... You popped your cherry. Oh! Yeah. Good fellas. (laughs) So my my nephew, who just finished his first year at college, he took a film school or film class at uh, 
in high school and he's gotten really into movies and he likes a whole lot of really good movies. So like I would say some of his favorite movies recently are like The Lighthouse and The Witch. So he likes to come over and do movie nights when he's in town. And so he came over yesterday and I was expecting like, okay, what are we going to watch? You know, what we're going to watch? Because the last time he came over, he had never seen the original Old Boy and we watched that. And he really liked it. And we watched Lamb, which he really liked as well. So he came over and I was like, so what do you want to watch? And he's like, you know what I've never seen? I've never seen Midsommar. And I'm like, really? He's like, well, have you seen Hereditary? He's like, what's that? So oh. he had not heard of Ari, Ari Aster. And so we watched a double feature of Hereditary and Midsommar yesterday. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. <laughs> and... I'm just telling you as an uncle it was like life fulfilling because it was fun to watch those two movies with, you know, somebody you love and somebody who's really into those type of movies and then watch the reactions to it. Hereditary got him, man. Like hereditary scared him. He's like, that's the scariest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been a long time since I've seen uh hereditary for sure. Midsommar didn't watch, I watched uh, not too incredibly long ago because that director's cut uh it was really sweet um but yeah that's uh that's really special i hope to have more opportunities like that with my son just because uh we were thinking about it uh also was it friday night two nights ago i showed Haley uh the uh that nick cage movie the unbearable weight yeah. massive talent and so she kept looking over at me during the moment where He's in the room with this like therapist or psychologist and talking about uh, his life with his daughter and how she's he's always showing her, forcing her to watch all these movies that he loved growing up. And and then his daughter doesn't quite like them like he does. And he's just like, oh, yeah, 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 you do. You do. You like it. You like it. And so I'm fearful that that's going to happen to me versus having someone who actually appreciates the genre. So I'm trying to be extremely delicate with my introduction to horror for my son uh, when that comes when he's a couple of years older. So because uh, I mean, he's he's pretty accepting of it visually in the same way that we had that discussion with David Lowry of being able to just look around at the artwork and everything and then trying to imagine like what they're about um and i mean he has experiences with like jurassic park and things like that so he's somewhat and he likes uh nightmare before christmas so i'm very excited so I'm, I'm happy to hear that that's what's going on no yeah it it works so well it was just to watch his reactions to at least hereditary where like he was jumping and he was talking to me like, what is that? What? And he was trying to figure things out. He's like, dude, there's that symbol again. Like what is going on? And I was just like, Oh man, this is so amazing. <laughs> so how did he sit with the decapitation scene? So his jaw was on the floor and like right after that scene, he kind of was like sitting up the entire time yeah. and he was like sweating and like he he's like, my heart is beating so fast right now. <laughs> and like it, he was just like, he was trying to predict it as it was going and nothing was going his way. And it was just really funny. <laughs> and yeah. it was just, he, he loved, he's like, man, that was the scariest movie I've ever seen. And so I told him, I was like, dude, I'm going to call you late tonight. And I'm just going to give you the, the tongue click. The... He's like, <laughs> I will murder you. 
<laughs> so interestingly enough, before we started this podcast 30 minutes ago, he left me a voice message and he just did the click. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And so he did that. And so we had a little dinner and then we put on Midsomar and he was going through it. He's like, dude, Midsomar is so good. He's like, that guy was a dick. <laughs> Yeah, because we watched the coming. director's cut. Yeah, we watched oh, the director's cut, good. and he was. It was funny because I was telling because I was like, now you know what Ari Aster is about. Now there's a point in this movie where you're going to see some things, and you're going to be like, okay, here we go. And so that scene is when you know they tour the place and they see like the tapestries and the quilts, mm-hmm. and he sees like what's happening. And he go, he looks at me, he's like, okay, we're in it right now. <laughs> yeah. And so, oh yeah, it was, he, he liked that too. He's, he's, he's told me he liked Hereditary, but he thinks Midsommar is the better movie, even though he gives both of them five stars. Yeah. I need to, I need to rewatch Hereditary. Uh, it's been a while. So, uh, but Haley won't watch it with me. That That's one that she refuses to watch. So I'm going to have to watch it on my own. Okay. Okay. And then we, uh, And so after that, we looked up Ari Aster and I'm like, okay, it says like his new movie is supposed to come out this year, but we've heard nothing, nothing online says character names or a plot really other than supposed to. Just a few pictures of Joaquin Phoenix with white hair and a big gut. Yeah, yeah. And it's supposed to be a nightmarish comedy. So, Hmm. and it's supposed to be four hours long. So, um I, I'm in for Ari Aster four hours. There's only a few directors that can pull that off. And I think he's one of them at least. So yeah. I'm very curious on what to do uh, with that information. But yeah, no, it was really cool. And I know you're, uh, you can't wait. So like you would, we got like six months ready until you show Rome, <laughs> you know, hereditary. <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, like a little over a month until he turns five. I would say, I would say seven's a pretty good spot because that's when I, I was like six or seven when Scream came out, and that's where. But I can't, I can't remember if it was Scream or Jaws that I saw first. But um, yeah, I, I, I would say Jaws is a pretty good one to start with. So I think that's where I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. Awesome, awesome. Well, it's one of your favorites, if not your favorite. Hey, it's rated PG. So. It is rated PG, you know, that is, that is the thing. So good, good. We got that out of the way. Let's, let's, let's get into some, uh, what are we watching? Like we want to tell our fans of my bloody podcast, what are, what what's on right now? What's on that we've seen recently that we just want to tell you about uh, horror wise. Cause I feel like we're getting into, you know, the first part of horror season. Cause like they do release some horror for the summer, you know? Yeah. Uh, Halfway to Halloween. Halfway to Halloween. Spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Like, and if you if you have a family and you like superheroes and you haven't seen Morbius, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) it is horror and superheroes. I mean, so is Doctor Strange, too. But Morbius more so because it has like the vampire element. And so the if you haven't seen it, Morbius has kind of become a movie that was not supposed to be the people took it seriously and what ended up was being very silly, ridiculous stuff. And people are loving it for that element right now for the wrong reasons, but it seems like the studio and even Jared Leto who stars in the movie have uh, embraced that. (laughs) So for family friendly, maybe Morbius, if you want to stick through something ridiculous and dumb, 
I don't know. What do you think? Did you see it? I did. I saw it. I saw it at the screening. I think I was like the only press member at that screening. <laughs> I, I uh, so uh, full disclosure, I had not seen uh, Venom or Venom. Uh, Let there be carnage, and I own both of the steel books, and they're sitting in my steel case because I. Always, I don't know if you can see it. Of course they are. Let us show show us this. All right, there's your steel book. I can't believe you haven't seen Let There Be Carnage. That's a fun one. Too much glare coming off that dome too far away. Um, but it's in it's in that middle part of the casing. Um, just because visually, I think it's so cool. But I was uh, kind of excited to really just check out Morbius and just appreciate it for all the wrong reasons. Just because I knew just from the trailers that this was just going to be, uh, you know, a, a turd of a movie. And uh, it, it was. But uh, I really had a good time with it. I, uh, I was like, of course, the movie's just going to start in a way that just has no visual poetry to it whatsoever. And that's how it is through most of the movie, except with like some of the cool special effects that they do with like the, the warping that he does with the, the color waves. Um, but uh, yeah, I just kind of enjoyed what Jared Leto was doing, especially what Matt Smith was doing. At least he knew what kind of movie he was in and was just fully going in leaning into the ridiculousness of it all with his dancing sequence once he becomes a full-on vampire but uh yeah the it, it was so incredibly dumb but i have a good i had a good time so i really hope that they make uh more uh time it's a sequel so he's gonna fully morb <laughs> Oh my goodness. It's so much fun. It's so dumb. I love it so much. Uh, They should get Andy Serkis to direct that one too. Yes. Yes, they should. Yes, they should. Uh, Yeah. So that's a little bit of horror like element. Uh, There is in Dr. Strange too. If you haven't seen that yet, that is on Disney plus now. And the Um, Northman. And the Northman. Those are Northman, not so much for families, but there is a horror element to it. Uh, But yeah, those both, you know, can fall into the horror category for sure with with their things. I would definitely say if you have a family, for sure, Doctor Strange is the way to go. Northman. Oh, man. I mean, <laughs> I would love to show Row Northman. <laughs> it's like it's got a little boy. It's about a little boy's journey into a, becoming a man. And they fart. <laughs> exactly. With Willem Dafoe and Ethan Hawke. Yes, yes. Uh, so there's that element. But yeah, was there any like true horror that's come out like at least the last month or two that's been new like on any streaming services? I'm trying to really figure well, out if I'm missing. Not, not movie-wise, but I mean, it's how do we go without talking about Stranger Things? Correct, correct. S- so we we have seen if you've watched it there's the first seven episodes of the new fourth season and then come friday july 1st we'll see the the last two episodes that are like two and a half hours long yep and if you haven't seen those those first seven episodes of season four yet um if you've seen the first three seasons you can kind of feel like there's a carp john carpenter very alien theme to it like lots of like references to that but in this fourth season i mean it goes full on in multiple ways of nightmare on elm street like it goes a different direction i mean even with people who show up and the tone and the theme and some of the same things they do from nightmare on elm street that is kind of like the key to this 
at least first part of the season. And man, it is definitely its most adult one yet. There is some scary moments. There's lots mm-hmm. of brutal brutality in it. Um, it does kind of, yeah, I'm not going to say that word. Uh, it, it, you're used to seeing these characters all together. And in this season, at least so far, a lot of them are split up as if you would see yeah. the, the end of last season. Like Star so, Wars. Yeah. Like Star Wars, everybody's on in different locations. Um, but you get enough time with everybody, but you're waiting for that sweet moment where everybody's going to meet up again. And yeah. it looks like that's going to happen in the next two episodes coming out on July 1st, but I really liked it. What, what do you think about it? I, I really liked it too. I think this is, like you said, it's its most mature season. And I think as the kids get older, as great as it is with the, like the kids on the bicycle kind of feel to it, it's it's great. Like when you, like for me growing up with Harry Potter, being around the same age as Harry Potter as he is, uh, as the film's release, I was 11 when the first one came out and, um, and it was great at the time, but as I grew, the characters grew and the type of stuff that they were exploring, uh, was, was, uh, a little more, that was more profound and had more of a depth to it. Mm-hmm. And so that's how this one, this one is the kids are getting older and they're dealing with more, you know, real issues and they, it, it seems like this movie, this particular season's taken a lot of accountability for like what they've done so far. Like they've really been through some serious shit and they uh, they're, they're, they're reflecting on it a little bit, but they're also be having room to be kids. Like the first episode or so, which is very fun has this like fast times at Ridgemont high, which was very much the influence in the third season. Um, is like carrying over. I love just them hanging out at high school. Like I think the first whole, whole episode is pretty much just set at their high school. And I was like, that's great. I, I, I like that we're taking place there versus a, a mall or them riding around the neighborhood. We can kind of see what, what normal life is for a teenager and normal life is going to school and dealing with those sorts of uh, pressures, everyday pressures. And so I really liked all that stuff. And then when were they're uh, split up, there's one storyline out of the, the, the main three that was clearly the best one. And that's with the kids going on the boat and then trying to rescue Eddie and that sort of thing. Like that, that was every time that came on, I was like, yes, okay, stay here, stay here. I didn't really so much care for a lot of the stuff that was happening with, uh, um, what's his name? The, the, the sheriff in, um, Oh yeah. In Russia. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it was fine. Like it, like it could have been like one little bit of the movie or the show, like where we're waiting for him to get in that, that, that fight that happens. Yeah. And they're really just kind of like milking that storyline because they need things to cut back and forth from, and it just kind of doesn't have as much momentum as the other one. And the same thing with the stuff with 11, like it's provide, it's leading to the moment of the peak where they all come together and it's great when that moment arrives, but yeah, they just don't quite have the same momentum as that, that one with the, the, the bulk of the kids together. Right. I agree with that. There was one, the, the whole D and D angle and like, kind of like 
similar to West Memphis three, where everybody thinks this kid did it because the way he dresses and the music he listens to, yeah. like there is like a little bit of that in there. And that was the one I stuck with the most, the stuff with Sheriff Hopper and Winona Ryder and the, that amazing other actor that goes with her on that journey. It, it yeah. just seems like very, like this wouldn't happen. And it just make, I mean, it's, I think more for I like fun than anything, even though it does get pretty brutal. Uh, but I think it'll all pay off in the end. Yeah. There's just a lot going on in this season, but I still really liked it. Like, same. Yeah. It's, it's good. And like the, the monster this season, what the shape is the best. Yes. Oh my goodness. There's like actually somebody to be scared of rather than just kind of like a whole lot of little creatures. Yeah. Like he talks and the, the, the visualization of him is so haunting with the grandfather clock and the, and then whenever he's like doing his professor X thing where he's plugging into everybody. Yep. That, that, that image with all the, the tentacle things uh, is very creepy and haunting, but uh, yeah. How'd you feel about watching it at this time, especially with like Obi-Wan Kenobi coming out, at the same time and then both of them having horrific imagery that calls to what the events in Uvalde yeah that was a thing uh there there are scenes so like when Uvalde happened uh Obi-Wan's first episode and the Stranger Things first episode there are scenes where a lot of kids are getting murdered in a horrific way and um I get like you have to like at some point, you know, when it just happened, you have to do a text. But yeah, I was watching that and I was like, oh man, what timing this is, yeah. you know? That was and you know, and it's yeah. hard to watch, you know, even in those very sci-fi fantasy settings, mm-hmm. you know, um, when we're used to kind of seeing that in not necessarily Star Wars, but in uh in stranger things you do regularly see kids get hurt um yeah and die but this one dr sleep yeah dr sleep yeah it was and in this first episode of stranger things season four man it is a lot of them and (laughs) it is bloody and in the same way with star wars but we knew kind of like star wars was going to happen we didn't know how they were going to show it but yeah that's a it's a thing i think that was um you want to think like what they're, the creators are thinking like when that happens, it's like, oh no, like it's something so terribly happened, but this is their show. You don't want to take that out for any reason for sure right. because it adds so much weight to it, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. it's tough to get through, especially when that happened. <laughs> for sure. It, is, it, it, is it weird? Does that seem like a lifetime ago with everything that's happened since then? Uh, yeah, it certainly does. Uh, I mean, we're, there's that, that meme that had been going around for a little while of like, man, kids that are going to be studying this chapter in history are just going to be losing their minds. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. It's, it's a, it's a very crazy time to be alive. That's for sure. Yes, it is. But luckily we're here to bring you the horror movie goodness. And so far right now, if you're looking for horror, it's basically Morbius or Stranger Things season four at this very moment (laughs) until, but that, but that leads us in like, 
you know, a lot of these things are coming out on 4K and Blu-ray, you know, and since the pandemic happened, a lot of really cool boutique Blu-ray and home video companies have opened up because people are being at home. They want 4K, they want Blu-rays, they want a collection, you know, stuff like that. And so these smaller little boutiques have opened up and are releasing older movies that have, haven't come out in a long time or ever. And there's some cool ones we want to talk to you about uh, 4K wise. Um, one being they finally released Fire in the Sky on Blu-ray. And, and man, I don't know if y'all remember that movie, Fire in the Sky, the little alien abduction movie, but that movie is still scary. <laughs> still scary. Yeah. I think I had that on VHS somewhere in here. But uh, yeah, it's been it's been a while since I've watched that one. So, but uh, when, when's the last time you've watched it? Um, it, I watched it. I will say a couple months ago. Um, it was it. I like paid for it somewhere online, like like a streaming service to rent it because I just hadn't seen it and I really wanted to. But now that the Blu-rays and stuff like that have come out of it, um, it's one to get just because I because I hadn't seen it in so long until a couple months ago. And man, I just, it's still so frightening. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Craig Sheffer, since he's in that movie, have you seen Voyage of the Rock Aliens? I have not. And I want to. It is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> so don't. Is that uh, one of the vinegar syndrome, like yes. offshoot titles? Okay. Yeah, I was really excited about it because uh, um, I'm on like uh, Vinegar Syndrome's like auto list. And so they'll pretty much send a lot of uh, random titles that I don't ask for. And so I don't think I knew about this movie until it showed up on my doorstep. And so uh, immediately just upon looking at the cover with this very like 80s music video style of uh, movie really made me want to jump into it and I, th- I thought that especially like the opening scene that has um uh jeremiah jackson in it looking like he has the thriller jacket and everything i was like i bet you brian has seen this but <laughs> um but man uh yeah Haley watched my wife watched it with me and in in addition to that it's got Michael Berryman in it so it's got like so much going for it and uh yeah it really is it is a chore to get through um but that's the thing with like a lot of the vinegar vinegar syndrome titles is that they while it's so great when you get one that really aligns with what you want out of a movie and the kind of energy and fun sometimes they do like to do spit shines on some of these movies that just in this case it deserves the dark side of the moon for sure um it's just uh it's a musical it's a rock musical and it but there's no sense of structure to it whatsoever it's just a bunch of strung together music videos that have that sense of logic where like the the one I was talking about with Jeremiah Jackson like he he'll be singing and and then talking to the audience during one shot and be in one certain place of the room and then there'll be another cut and he'll be in a completely different place separated from the woman that he was talking to and so it has that kind of like music video logic to it 
and there's just not a lot of thing like the the padding what's happening in between is really bad and um what it really needed was a funny poking fun it needed us to do a commentary track because <laughs> um, i've i've like uh with M- some of the mvd rewind titles like they'll they'll have a really bad movie but they'll get like people that host a you know podcast and they'll invite them to do the commentary track and it's so much so much fun and so about 15 minutes into the movie my, my wife was like is there a commentary track for this like that we can throw on like mystery science theater uh style and i was like there is not there's there's an hour long making of feature on it where people are so diplomatic and saying like they really enjoyed themselves and they really tried to put their hearts and backs into it and and then the one thing that is worth it on the disc is so the movie has a band in it called Rima and they are a real band uh, that like very few people have heard of and so they were asked to do so they're pretty much the aliens that are in the movie that are like the you know uh, what's his name from Critters uh, oh man uh, Terrence Mann Terrence Mann. So like Terrence Mann's band kind of thing. <laughs> so they, they look like them with the mix of like uh, the continuum transfunctioner people from dude, where's my car? Like they have that sort of like techno pop uh, glossy Mondo burger from good burger look. Awesome. And they, they do a uh, retrospective featurette where they just pretty much just completely admit that the movie was garbage and that they they were an awful band and they were making fun of each other the entire time. And then they even joked about dropping, taking some shrooms before doing the interview. So <laughs> it was such a joy to listen to that. And then they even end with talking about going to a experience of the movie where they went to a, like a rowdy screening of it where everybody in the audience got to just provide their own commentary track and just poke fun at the movie the entire time. And I was like, that, see, this is what this movie needed. And so it's uh, really hard to get through, but uh, hey, I did it. So you don't you have it. to. Congrats, congrats. And thank you, by the way, thank you. Um, did, did you get to take a look at that uh, that Scream Factory Cursed, uh, Wes Craven Cursed Blu-ray? No, I have not. Um, it's... It's pretty good, man. They did a pretty stellar job video and audio wise that uh, the Wes Craven werewolf movie, you know, with uh, Christina Ricci and Josh Jackson and a very young, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, oh my goodness. Why am I blanking on his name? He's in all the movies. He's, he's Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor. Lex- um, oh, Eisner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're in it and then um, but then you know a lot of people I think kind of enjoyed it when it came out in the 90s but this is a pretty cool uh, was it the 90s that it came out or was it the 2000s this movie came out mid mid 2000s mid 2000s oh yeah yeah yes 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 um, but I, I, I still like it um, the Scream Factory doesn't always do the greatest extras so like the new ones you know our interviews with like the editor and like the stunt actor. Right. So that's about it. You know, what you're getting other than like, you know, older, um, older extras type of things, but uh, it's still worth it. Like if you like those late nineties, 
you know, early 2000 type of movies. I mean, and it's Wes Craven, you know, Jesse Eisenberg. Kevin Williamson. Yeah, Kevin Williamson, Judy Greer, Christina Ricci. Like it's uh, it's pretty good. But yeah, I would rec. I curse. It's and plus, you know, you pay your respects to Wes Craven every way you can get. So um, yeah, I would say cursed. Um, and did you get any of this new steel books for Friday the Thirteenth? Because I know we both got. I think we both got that big collection from Scream Factory. But I know you like the steel books. So are you doing any of the steel books for that? I am. Yeah, I have. Uh parts one through three that are available now since they released them for their 40th anniversary every year that they come out yeah okay so you're getting those are those the ways to do you usually watch those or do you usually watch them out of something else do you watch them digitally or do you just have them to have them what's going on there um so i do watch them digitally i have um because we yeah paramount released two different eight packs um and so I kept the digital codes for the red one that they released because they came with like the new restorations of one through three that they put out. And so mm-hmm. I tend to pull from that one, but uh, but I have popped in some of the Scream Factory ones, um, which look great. So um, I'll, go, I'll go with that one, but just out of sheer convenience, I'll just pop the, the ones that I have from Paramount on. Good deal. Um, and then also, if you're a big fan of the original Wicker Man movie, uh, imprint films, uh, they do some yeah. really cool limited edition things and they did a pretty big set, uh, four disc Blu-ray set of the original Wicker Man film. And it just comes loaded with stuff and it looks and sounds amazing. Like it's, it's, that's one to do. I mean, you probably heard of the Wicker Man remake with Nick Cage, mm-hmm. but this is the yes. original one. Yes, this is the uh, original movie. And if you saw Midsommar, uh, you would see some similarities to Wicker Man here and there. Um, for but sure. For sure. But yeah, Wicker Man, the imprint films, if you can find it and don't mind spending a little bit of money to get it because uh, it is fairly expensive at the moment. Uh, yes. Hey, I got something to share with you. So when okay. I went to when I went to uh, Galveston last weekend, I went into the bookstore and I got a movie that you've recommended. I think it was the first one of the first movies that you used as your bloody recommendation. And I was I had not seen it that immediately following that interview or the the podcast that we recorded, I went and bought the movie. And so I found it on VHS. Oh, the doctor and the devils. Look at you. Oh shit. I love that movie. You found it on VHS. Where the hell you found it in. I think it's just called the Galveston bookstore. (laughs) What did you do when you found that? I was like, Holy hell, I'm getting this five, $5. It was $5. Yeah. I don't think it's even been really opened it's in a very nice case but i love these key video designs that is amazing that you have that i cannot believe you found that oh my goodness uh yeah the doctor and the devil's movie for those who don't know and if you can find it that was uh what was that released on stream factory released that yeah they did and that's I think the one that can... i bought okay cool 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 and that you can uh you can get that but yeah this is a um 
What, how do you, how do you even say, talk about this? Like, it's like Mel Brooks and, you know, the Birkin hair, Jack, the Ripper type thing. Like yeah. it's, yeah. Yeah. Go back, go back and listen to, I don't remember what episode it's one of the first few episodes that we recorded. And I remember that uh, you just sold me completely on that. So yeah, go, go back and listen to that. Listen to that one, because definitely if you buy the Scream Factory Blu-ray for this, you will get an interview with Mel Brooks on this movie. Yes. Um, and it's, it's got, it's got the T Dalton in it, Timothy Dalton in it. Like, and oh, oh my God, it's insane. Yeah. Um, I, I ended up walking away with quite a few things. So I, I, speaking of also Craig Schaefer, uh, Nightbreed got that on VHS. Oh shit. You got the Nightbreed VHS. And then I, I'm always looking for like cool uh, movie novelizations. So I've been on the hunt for a while to get Orca. Um, <laughs> and so I'm, I'm, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna happen. I'm going to get one off of eBay, but uh, I found uh the omen too nice so, um not and then we get into stuff that's not horror but uh same author as uh orca his name's arthur herzog uh he did he also did the movie or wrote the novelization for the swarm the swarm, the swarm yeah um with with the great uh uh michael kang and so he got heat heat, heat. no relation to no. Werner, right <laughs> no that i <laughs> not that i know of but no this this one's with like uh rats so it's great um and then uh just because i am pretty obsessed with clean eastwood i got firefox hey just... now hey now those are some good novelizations hey now i know that you're into those i'll keep uh my eye out because i might know some people that have that sell stuff like that. I'll let you know. And I will be on the lookout for Orca for you. I'm so happy that you're looking for Orca. Cause I remember doing that episode of my bloody podcast on and Orca. I about... <laughs> yeah. I, I, that's how long I've been looking for it. So I like special or I did a special order of it r- right before or during that, that particular episode recording. And I never got it and it had to get, it was canceled. And it was from oh, like no. this, like, bookstore from like really far away from the other end of the uh nation um so i'm still on the, the the lookout for it but i know it's on ebay and i can get it for like 20 bucks i just haven't quite pulled the trigger yet but i'm gonna get it i'm gonna get it nice i like it um are there any blu-rays or 4ks you're looking for horror wise like that are coming out like we still don't have like a big fun 4k set of nightmare on elm street yet which yes some point they're gonna announce that in the next year or two hopefully but i don't know i i really hope so because so that's one of the movie franchises that uh i've been watching this summer i've watched one through five ahead of ironically ahead of uh stranger things um just because my wife isn't as familiar with that franchise as as i am when uh, you know, for the longest time, I always said that Nightmare on Elm Street was like my favorite franchise. But I, I think now that I, I, I'm like really into Friday the 13th the most. <laughs> I like both uh, so much. And when that 
you know, the video game Friday the 13th came out uh, like a few years ago. It really got me back into the movies because like the sounds, the cabins, like it's all pretty screen accurate. Uh, and it's so much fun to play as them. And you're just like, oh man, I need to go back and watch these movies and going back and watching them and talking about them through our shows. Like, it's like, man, these are so good and so much fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I I still like Nightmare and Elm Street, especially those, the first three, for sure. Uh, four's not too bad. Five, I I don't, I didn't like that one at all. Um, and then, yeah, it gets pretty bad with the next one, uh, which after taking that break, I'm like, all right, Haley, you ready to jump back into the worst one that's that's there? Uh, Freddy's <laughs> dead, so. Well, is Freddy's dead worse or is Jason Goes to Hell worse? at least Jason goes to hell is just so radically different that <laughs> there, there's, there's some admiration there for its ambition. Yeah. Um, so I, I get, I, I'd say it's better. Okay. All right. Well, I'm glad you're watching those. I haven't watched those in a while in anticipation for a 4k set to announce because I really don't want to make the mistake of watching them all again. And then the 4k be announced and I have to watch them all again. Uh, so I'm kind of holding off at least until October for now for those. Did you uh, did you uh, put in a pre-order for uh, Child's Play 1 through 3? I did not. Uh, and I'll tell you why. Um, because I really want an entire set. Like, yeah. I'm tired of just buying, like, you know, little sets of mini sets of the whole set that I could be. Because I want the whole thing. Cause then I would have like, I would have the collector's editions. I would have the whole set on Blu-ray and now it's like four K's and like only the first three. And it's, you know, it's like those Halloween movies. They did, you know, those Halloween One ones, but then yeah. you don't have the rest, but I, you know, I luckily I have that Blu-ray set, but I just give me the whole set, man. I will spend the money by the whole set. Don't do these little ones, you know? So, so what, what would be really cool is if they did something that uh, Mondo did recently with the Mission Impossible franchise, because mm -hmm. they have the, the vinyl records of uh, one through four, I think. And if you bought, because they previously released the other three and they put them back out again. And so they did uh, four because they're pretty much just celebrating Michael Giacchino right now. If you go on uh, mondoshop.com, like they have all of, because uh, he, I mean, dude, the guy's done Jurassic World this year. He did the Batman and mm -hmm. then he did Lightyear. And so that guy's just taken over. And so they, they did. Uh, so if you buy the fourth Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, you can get it comes with the 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 like what is it like three inch or two and a half inch uh packaging cardboard slip so you can just easily slip in the other three to fit into nice. that so if they did some if they did something like that because i did hear that uh through a lot of online talk that they're gonna do the rest of the halloween movies for for halloween so with going through the rest of them if you could, in addition, buy the package um, that can, or the holder that can tape, put all the movies in it, it would be really awesome if they did that, in addition to buying the entire set. Right. Um, so something like that would be cool if they were just doing all this as 
either some creative momentum, create some creative momentum to be able to do something like that. And also just like build something financially for themselves that would really pay off and make something like that worthy. And they don't have to do like price dips like they did with uh, Friday the 13th, where they didn't quite sell out like the way that Halloween did. Um, Like you can find them much cheaper than they originally sold for. Right. Right. Yeah. That's uh, that's what I'm looking into. That's what I'm hoping at least that's what, and that's why I didn't go with the child's play stuff just because I really did want the entire set. Cause I like four and five, I like six and seven, you know, I like my Chucky TV series. It's great. Um, I just kind of want the full set. So that's why I hold off because I have bought that, you know, that, that franchise a few times over. So yeah. I am, I am waiting. I, and I'm all for like a Russian doll packaging where, cause like they had like the uh, Halloween ones, they're, they're uh, in a nice little cardboard slip themselves. So if you just yeah. put that in another case, it just makes it very fun. I would like that. Yes, I, I agree. I like the packaging. Help me put it all up. So I'm there with you. Um, there with you. Um, is there anything else before we move on? Uh, I'm sure there is, but um, I, I just got this in over the weekend. Hell high. Uh, Ooh, have you, have you I seen, have seen hell high. Yeah. Is it, is it good? It is good. Okay. Cause I, I'm not going to watch it with my, my, with my wife, just because it says it's a uh, class of 1984 meets I spit on your grave. And if it's anything like I spit on your grave, my mom or my wife will not have anything to do with it. I mean, it's a, yeah, it's a 19, it's, it's, it's the like 1989 80, movie, 89, right? 80, 89. Is it? Yeah, I 86, think it's 1986. Oh, All right. Um, and it's with, uh, is it Christopher Stryker? Is I think so. Let's see here. Directed uh, by Douglas Grossman. Yep. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think you'll like it. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's not your stereotypical um, horror movie for real, but I think in like the 80s style, I think you'll really like it. Like it's, it's something you've seen before. Um and uh it's yeah it's i think you'll like it in that way that you like 80 slashers uh don't expect too much from it but you'll have a sure. good time yeah okay yeah yeah like i watched uh was it girls night out not too long ago and that okay. one's that one's very much like cut from a similar cloth that i i've seen this kind of movie before but there's some twist to that one that actually make it seem like it should be it should have been a bigger movie than it was so that, that was another arrow Arrow release that uh, that I had never heard of before, and actually was not too bad. So if you <laughs> if you want to pick up one, I, I, although I will say I do not like the artwork on this one in this particular color palette that they dealt with, because there's a lot of like contemporary titles that Arrow does, and they do this kind of art color where it's for more moody and it has like a greenish tint to it, and I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know if it's a, it's just a feeling that I have when I look at it where I'm like, I don't know. It doesn't quite grab me in the same way that uh, a really bad movie like that will just make me want to watch it right away. Right. And I'll, I will say in that movie, you'll recognize somebody in there. 
um the the actor christopher cousins is in that movie that's a name that i saw in the back breaking from breaking bad yeah ted benicky yeah <laughs> uh as a young guy pretty funny um so yeah uh some blu-rays and 4ks and now i gotta ask man you you are you have been for a while now you work for high def digest you're writing some yeah. reviews how do you how are you liking it is it fun to be getting those blu-rays and 4ks out and uh enjoying the whole community there it has been um it's i like i like that pretty much like when we last spoke i think it was like right when i started doing it and i expressed how much i was really looking forward to challenging myself to be able to just think have a a wider way of thinking about watching film but i mean i've always you know looked for a lot of the technical elements while watching movies but i think just like now especially when i sit down to watch this i'm like i got my phone out that i'm taking notes on for like little funny bits that may happen in the movie or something that's like oh that's a really cool like a uh, moment that really visually shows you just like how sharp this movie looks mm -hmm. and so i like keep track of those things and because it's it's a lot of work to be able to just especially if you do the whole shebang and you watch the movie from top to bottom or throw on the commentary track just for a little bit to get a sense of like what the filmmakers or historians are talking about and they kind of may shift the way that you think about it like for instance what i was talking about with like the mbd rewind movie doing uh dirty laundry which is a review that i have up on high def digest it's uh, i did not like it the movie, when i watched it the first time but when i watched it with the commentary track where they were poking fun at the movie i was like this movie's the greatest yeah. <laughs> um, so it, it's just that that shows you why we love covering movies and watching movies and buying all these crazy ridiculous things that we put on our shelves in the house and family and friends will come over and be like, what the hell's wrong with you? And this is why we do it. Um, so yeah, I've really enjoyed it. I wish I've had more time to dedicate towards it, especially in the past couple of months. Um, Cause my, you know, end of the school year was wrapping up and everything and work picked up a little bit. And so now that we're into the summer and projects are slowing down just a little bit and uh I can watch movies uh, late at night and I can, I have more time to do it. And so I'll have a review up hopefully this week for Voyage of the Rock Aliens, even though you pretty much know what my feelings are on that. But uh, that it's it, I'm also hopefully going to do. Uh, do you have plans to do the souvenir set from A24? Because I had. No, I, ha I have not. Okay. I have not plans okay. to do the souvenir thing. Okay, so uh, I, I I had pitched about doing it because I'm completely obsessed with both of those movies, and I already watched um, the first one. Uh, even though it's not horror, it's just such like there's very few films where I'm like really get nerdy about and say like this isn't a movie, this is a film. And there's like there's girlfriends and that Criterion did, and then there's um, uh, smooth talk that Criterion did, and I and I wrote a piece that I'm very very proud of um, for the Didn't Record Chronicle where I talked about 
how those are great companion pieces and they say so much about the world what we live in and especially particular uh being in your 20s and everything and so this movie souvenir both one and two are so much about that and just being it's also about a filmmaker um and just trying to navigate the the ebbs and flows of life and everything and so it just speaks so much to me and so uh i i hope that i get to uh cover that one um so yeah i've watched the the making of featurette which was great martin scorsese's on it pretty much the entire time talking about how much he did not like uh joanna hogg's uh (laughs) first movie but he said that he uh watched it and he shut it off after like 15 minutes because he's like no then he said he he's like it haunted me and so i went back and i was like i I had i relate had no connection and tom hiddleston's in in the movie um and he's like i had no connection to it whatsoever and then and then it just crept crept up on me and i finished it and i just really loved what that filmmaker joanna hogg was doing and so uh yeah i'm just right there with him and uh, being completely obsessed with what she does as a storyteller. So um, recommending that one for sure and hope to cover it on the high def, but long story short, really love doing stuff for high def. Awesome. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm so happy you're there. I'm glad it's worked out. Um, so I got to ask, I got to ask, did you see black phone? I didn't. I didn't. Oh, you didn't. You didn't see black phone. You did wait. What? No. You didn't see your best friend's movie? <laughs> right. Uh, no, not yet. I had plans to go, but on that particular day, uh, we had some partners come in for uh, my work and they flew out of state and it just took longer. And I was like, I just can't stress myself out thinking about trying to make that screening. And so, yeah, both me and Susan couldn't do it. Um, yeah, I didn't I didn't do it either. Uh, there was plans and I want to see it. I really want to see that movie. It, I feel like it'd be right up our alley. Cause we both like sinister. We both like the writer and the filmmaker. We both love Ethan Hawke. I know he's your best friend, <laughs> your BFF. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. I'm, I, I still really want to see it. And I, I know it's doing well. I think it's like mid eighties on Rotten Tomatoes and it did all right. Uh, over the weekend and um and cole our friend of the show james cole clay who uh, comes on every now and then he he saw it on a thursday night and he really enjoyed it he wrote a review on freshfiction.tv and uh really enjoyed like he, he said it captures a lot of like those feelings that you have when you're a kid. Um, so it articulated a lot of that stuff well, and it had a few decent jump scares and things like that. So in, in a good mood to it. So, yeah, I, I, and I've heard nothing but great things with uh, Ethan Hawke's uh, portrayal as the, the great name, the grabber, the yes. serial killer, the grabber. Uh, so um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited about it. Like any, and it's based off a of Joe Hill, uh, yeah work so yeah, joe hill yeah. is awesome um all right cool we will update you when we see that movie but we definitely want to see that and if you haven't seen it you should go see it because it's getting great reviews um and to round this uh 99.5 episode out of my bloody podcast summer is here there are horror movies coming out and i think the one we're most looking forward to is jordan peele's next horror movie nope at least for me just because yeah. i loved us i love to get out and I'm really curious to see this horrifying alien 
thing that's happening. I don't know really. I'm so glad I don't know what it's about. And I just want to go in surprise, but I'm very excited. Yeah, I mean, there's there's quite a few, especially on August 5th. If you look at all the horror movies that are coming out on that particular date, there's so much to look forward to. But uh, yeah, at least we don't have to wait too incredibly long. I think it's like July 22nd that a uh, note comes out. And it's just, it's always so exciting when another Jordan Peele, where I think we've been talking about it for the past year or so, even though we haven't been doing as active with the podcast, but it just feels like we're constantly talking about it, especially with like new featurettes that come out and just like all these, all the mysteries surrounding it and like what's going, what's going on aliens and things like that. And so, um, yeah, very excited about it, but yeah. Have you seen like some of the other titles that are coming out, especially on, on August 5th? Well, I don't know about August 5th, but I, it seems like there's one with Idris Elba coming out called the beast or beast. something beast. Yeah, and beast. I, I love Idris Elba, but he's made some really bad movies, especially in the horror thriller genre. And I just don't know what to think about this yet. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know too much about that one. Uh, I think Cole put up an Instagram story the other day where sharing the post. Yeah. Cause he went to go see uh, either Elvis or uh, black phone in theaters and he took a picture of like the poster and I was like, that's Barry Jenkins uh, prequel to Lion King that he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> it's about poachers. Um, about poachers and beast. Yeah, so I, I, don't, I don't really know what that's about. I just, I've only seen the poster and I'm like Idris Elba and, and I was like, there's there's not much more you really need to know to be able to go see a movie that w- w- with all those elements together. But um, that one's coming out on August 9th, but August 5th, just to set the stage for this. So we got Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. It's an A24 movie. Uh, it's screened at South by Southwest. And it did did really well. Like there's a lot of great buzz about it. Uh, it's got um, a lot of actors in it that we uh, really like from like. A, uh, so I'm a, I, I won't know any of their names, but one of them is from Shiva Baby, which I really love. Uh, Rachel something. I can't think of her Senate, name right now. Sanat. Yeah, Senate. something like that. Um, so she's really great in Shiva Baby. And so I think that that's going to be great. And, um, and then it has uh, the daughter that's in uh, Borat, subsequent movie film. Oh, Maria Bakalova. Yeah, Bakalova. Yeah, so it has her. And then you got Pete Davidson in it. So it's got like <laughs> this ready player or not kind of vibe to it. Where it's just like people getting stoned and drunk and playing a game that gets deadly. So uh, I heard it's great. A24 is doing it, like I said. So um, that that one should be a good time. So that that one's coming out on the 5th. Also coming out on the 5th is Prey, uh, the, the prequel to uh, Predator that's like taking place in the 1600s. And it's directed by um, the guy, who, uh, Dan Trachtenberg did like 10 cloverfield lane um there's a there's a trailer out i think it's going to be on hulu exclusively yes i want to say so yes 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 so that so if you don't want to go see something in theaters there's some horror that you can watch at home um also what you can watch at home this one i'm really excited about and i I, and i think this is one that uh, you and i should just get together and just watch at home together uh so it's they slash them and it's a kevin bacon movie where he's like this 
serial killer cult leader or something like that, where he works at a gay conversion camp. Hey, he's back at camp from Friday the 13th. I like yep. it. Yep. So, and it's got Anna Chlumsky in it Ooh, from, from My Girl. So, and, and Veep. Yep. Um, directed by John Logan. Uh, so he's he's like a, the writer of uh, Sweeney Todd and Skyfall and uh, The Aviator. So he's he's a pretty notable uh, writer, at least. Um, um, so I, I'm quite excited about that one. Um, and I think that's it for the fifth. So there's like three strong horror movies for for the fifth august 5th and then uh rounded out is salem's lot coming out in sept- early september yeah i'm curious if uh salem's lot will be any good i'm i'm hoping that it, they will do a good job but i will i will definitely have my um my my hat on a very criticizing hat on for that your, yeah your red pin will be at did you see firestarter i did not new, but i heard yeah, bad I did, things I, same here i uh so I think uh, go back to they and them. I think you can watch that at home on Peacock. And so I think yeah, Firestarter you can watch on Peacock. But I just uh, I, I haven't heard anything positive out of it. So as much as I really like to root for Zac Efron, and the the image of him playing a dad is just kind of humorous to me. <laughs> um, so I want to my curiosity is still there, but uh, I just don't think I can take the plunge right now. I, I'm more into like him doing another season of that, that nature uh, environmental sustainability show that he does. All right. All right. Uh, that, I mean, it sounds like some good movies coming out, especially good God on the fifth, all the horror movies. Um, but yeah, my bloody podcast is back. We're going to do our best to bring back a regularly scheduled show. Yeah. You know, every couple of weeks so we can get back into it. And I promise you the hundredth episode is going to come and it's going to be amazing. And if we have to keep pushing it, we'll just make it 99.6, 99.7. We'll get, we'll, we'll hit all the popular radio station points. We will, we will. But uh, yeah, we're My Bloody Podcast. If you're here, you know where to find us. Um, you can find Preston on YouTube. You can find them at the Denton Record Chronicle on High Def Digest and FreshFiction.tv. Find all of his amazing interviews and uh, articles and columns that he's doing. He, he knows what he's talking about, even when I like to argue with him. He yeah, we need, can we just quickly just make this an after dark segment where we talk about Jurassic World Dominion? Yes, yes, yes. Should we make this our own, our own yeah. thing or just do it right now? We should do it right now. <laughs> just do it right now. Let's, let's just do it right now. So, Special bonus time for Jurassic World Dominion. Bonus time. You didn't think you were getting away from us that easy, did you? We faked you out. We knew this. We planned this all along. Jurassic World Dominion. Okay. If you've listened to any of my shows or followed me on social media, you know your, my thoughts. Your half star review. My half star review of Jurassic World Dominion. And then there was a guy born named Preston. Who gave the movie more stars than a half a star and enjoyed it. And I have to ask Preston. What the hell is wrong with you? Did we watch the same movie? How did you like this movie? 
where did you like this movie and why did you like this movie? Okay. All right. All right. So my uh, relationship with this franchise is very complicated. I think that it just really takes, so the, just to kind of reset the stage a little bit, um, Jurassic Park, the original was the first movie I saw in theaters. And uh, it's probably my favorite movie of all time next to like Days and Fused. And so I just have nothing but love for that movie. And I completely know, and this is the journey that I had to take with this after so many years is that, look, that first movie is just completely untouchable. Not even Spielberg could do it again with Lost World, which I still think is the second best movie in that entire franchise. And so I think, um, and even the third one, after revisiting so my son's at the age where i was falling in love with the franchise and so i'm sharing it with him so he's seen all of them except for only pieces of fallen kingdom just because i don't think i can go through that experience again of watching that one because i think that's the worst one of the lot but then it when we went on vacation to galveston it was playing on tv and so i think that uh the director, because it's a different director than Colin Trevorrow, just did understood what he was doing directing wise, even the story sucks. But uh, so I took my son to go to the screening of Jurassic World Dominion. That was the first press screening that he's ever been with me to. And so it was just a really special moment. So that was hanging on my mind, but I didn't let it impact my uh, experience of watching the movie because I like to try to be as honest as possible. <laughs> and so what I will say is that at this point in the franchise, this is allegedly the last one, um, but I highly doubt it, is um, it's like Fast and Furious at this point. Like, just get as fucking weird and just take some risks. And even if it leads to getting more uh, less dino and more locusts, <laughs> just just take some chances and so there's some beats in this movie that are really fucking cool man uh so <laughs> like the, the 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 bit with the raptors with the girl from severance uh she the lady from severance like doing the dot thing that they do with the raptors and like just getting this moment where it feels like colin trevorrow is kind of bringing some of the story beats that he may have done for his final uh the final um star wars uh, saga film that he was supposed to do before JJ came back was to just like really wonder like what is going on in the world and like how weird the world would get if we had dinos that they have like these like uh, underground activities that are happening and so that whole beat with like the the born ultimatum kind of feel that it has with the raptors uh, jumping through uh, windows and chasing them on motorcycles and people getting eaten on scooters and things like that. Like that was admittedly a blast to me. And I wanted to like that, but God damn, it was filmed so poorly. And Oh no, Col no Col Colin Trevorrow is not a good filmmaker. At all. <laughs> he, 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 uh, I was saying stuff about like not having visual poetry. He does not have any, like any sense of visual poetry whatsoever. Like uh, my Cole and I were talking about like, man, how great would the beginning have been if it was like 15 minutes of just build up to the Mesosaurus attacking that ship, just like built, like just, he is shooting like a paint by numbers blockbuster, and there's no sort of like 
great tension that is built outside of that great uh, the, the best dinos- new dinosaur that they have in the movie is the one that has the really long fingers. <laughs> and and there's that sequence with uh, Claire, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard's character being ejected from the plane and falling into the, and then getting like crept on with this uh, bird-like thing with the really long fingers. And let, so that was really well done. That is the kind of the anticipation stuff. That kind of stuff is like what makes Jurassic Park so great. And in that sense of wonder. And so I like all the moments with the old cast, the original band, the original trio coming <laughs> together and just having those moments where like they have that little triceratops. I know it's not a triceratops, but it's of the same family where she's like looking at the little triceratops and it's just like, oh my gosh. And it, it really kind of captures those moments of like going back to the original and then her and Alan Grant, Sam Neill having this conversation about like, you know, I've dreamt about this ever since I was a child and I look at this dinosaur and it's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Like those are, those are the moments that make, I, that make I, Jurassic Park and in this franchise so great. And so that has been completely void this entire, like the, the new Jurassic World movies. Like there's has not been any moments like that. It's just kill, kill, kill. Like we just want to see dinos chasing people, people like, um, um chris pratt's character being this macho man riding around on a motorcycle like he's not a an everyday man uh and that's what would would have made it interesting more interesting but it's just like a completely different wavelength than what the originals were and so i think it comes around a little bit to have little moments of being able to capture some of that majesticness of being able to just be the oohs and ahs of dinosaurs. And it, it brings a little bit of that back, even though it still ends the same way that all these damn movies end. But some of the journey moments, uh, and even with the locusts, as dumb as it is that this kind of overtakes most of the plot and it should have been the mosquitoes, would have made sense. Um, that it leads to a couple cool visual moments with them on fire and everything and so uh i don't know them playing whack-a-mole with them in the in in the facility come on there's some fun stuff i'm sorry you liked it (laughs) i will say i will say that my two favorite parts were when they mentioned jurassic world in um and Jeff Goldblum said, I hated that. I was like, yeah. yep, we all did. And then yep. if you paid attention, Preston, uh, this this Jurassic World Dominion movie ended uh, like Freddy versus Jason because you have a creature with giant claws working together with a, uh, another monster that can't be killed. <laughs> yep. And uh, and then they defeat a gigantosaurus, which they brought in Mike Myers for, and uh, it became a horror movie at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so all the stuff with the gigantosaurus was not uh, like, it's a cool, it's a cool creature, but they have, they have so many of the basic dinosaurs that they they that are, already, that, that are good on their own and they didn't need to oh hey at least they didn't do the like we have a dinosaur where we you know fucked with their dna and made right. this genetically modified dinosaur at least they didn't do that it's its own real dinosaur but 
they they just got to put the the t-rex on the back burner why can't you just make the t-rex the main thing again i agree let's get in touch with universal and let's do a commentary track with the two of us where we can do a pro and con list <laughs> i i really want colin trevorrow to just be super honest and i think did you get the did you get the chance to talk to him for book of henry when he came I, into dallas i did not i did not Okay, so I talked to him for that, and it was really cool because uh, at the time he was supposed to do Star Wars, and so a lot of people were asking about that, and so I was interested with like, man, you're so involved with these big franchises that you will never get that experience that I have of like going to see a new Star Wars movie and just being like, oh my god, like that was great, and he's like, yeah, absolutely, like I saw um, the Last Jedi and. I didn't, I didn't quite get that. I think Colin Trevorrow can do well. I just, I don't know why it, it, it's, it's Kevin Smith said it right in Hollywood. You fail upwards, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think they just gave him the keys too early. I think when Jurassic world dominion comes out on 4k, you and I need to watch it together and maybe yeah. we'll meet in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Let's do our own commentary track and okay. um, definitely get drunk. Um. And then, yeah, I'll, I'll happily uh, prove my point and we can just have like a good solid battle that we haven't had since uh, Pet Cemetery. Okay, I can't wait for this. I cannot wait. I'm so excited for this. Uh, Jurassic World Dominion, see it, don't see it. But whatever you do, listen to this podcast, my bloody podcast. We love you. Find Preston at Blu-ray Dad on Instagram. Find him at Preston Bardo on Twitter. I'm Brian Kluger. Just type me and you'll find me places doing the things. But uh, we're glad to be back. We love you and we'll see you soon. Adios. Later.